This is Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to Radio Plasma. I'm Johan Reshivega, and here we are at the Teen Room in the Holy Public Library. I want to welcome a young entrepreneur who is going to be sharing with us the new concept of a food truck, but also everything that's behind this idea and this concept. For that, I want to welcome Nicole Ortiz, and you are the mastermind behind Crave. Yeah, so I'm uh, the owner of Crave Food Truck, and it's a food truck that I'm bringing to the Hoyoke area, hopefully this uh, summer. So tell us a little bit about you, first of all. You are, for what I understand, you are still studying, but yes. at the same time you decided to become an entrepreneur and you are taking care of making your knowledge and your education part of your business plan. Mm -hmm. So this sounds really exciting and something to, to celebrate because you already have a plan and you're taking all the action possible to make it work. Right, yeah. So I'm still a student at HCC's uh, culinary school right now. Um, so that's a two-year program. So I'm going to have my associate's degree um, in culinary arts this May. So, you know, in school, they kind of train you to not just work for someone, but they, they get you ready to work in the restaurant industry. And that was never really my plan. I've always had like an entrepreneurial spirit and um, always knew I was going to own my own business. So um, when I found the passion for cooking and I found out about this really nice campus here in Holyoke, um, I was really excited. I enrolled and I love it. And I'm just ready to start my own venture now once I graduate. How did you knew that you were going to own your own business? So I've actually um, owned my own business before. I've, I used to sell jewelry and uh, I'm an artist. So I've done that since I actually uh, dropped out of high school when I was 15. So as soon as I dropped out, I started the business. I used to flip vintage clothes, actually. That was my first thing. And then I taught myself how to paint and everything. So I started doing that until this year, or actually uh, I ended it really in December this past year because um, it just wasn't making enough money for me. And, you know, I'm 25 now. It's like, okay, what am I actually going to do and make actual money? Um, so I found a passion for cooking. And so it was just kind of a no-brainer for me to go that way with it. So your idea of the food truck and what a beautiful name, Crave. Yeah, <laughs> What is the proposal in terms of the menu or the offering that you are going to provide? Right. So um, the menu, I, I like to, I don't want to put myself in a box and say I'm serving a certain type of cuisine. Um, so what I really focus on mostly is using as much local ingredients as possible and um, always keeping the ingredients really fresh. And uh, I like bright colors and I like to introduce people to certain vegetables, fruits, things like that, that they normally wouldn't see in this area mostly. Because this area of Hoyoke is definitely a food desert, and there's not a lot of fresh options for people around here to get, you know, a nice meal that, you know, has vegetables and, you know. So I want to bring that to this area and introduce people to different things that they might not have 
uh, known about before. How this plan is intended to work in order to get access to these ingredients that are not necessarily common or easy to find in the area? Yeah, right. So uh, my background, well, not my background, but um, my, my father's from Puerto Rico, so I'm always drawn to Puerto Rican flavors and everything. But I'm really, um, I care a lot about keeping things local too. So I have to kind of make that compromise. So that's why I don't want to just do a certain type of cuisine. But I also, I'm going to focus on, or I'm going to work with a lot of farms and Amherst and different areas more north from here. But, you know, some things I have to import, I have no choice. You know what I mean? Like my biggest thing is uh, plantain fries. Like I have, you know, there's no plantain trees around here. So <laughs> it's just kind of making that compromise and uh, making a balance and, you know, just doing things differently so that I can still use local ingredients, but still have those um, Caribbean flavors. How's the plan for Crave as a business model? In which point of the idea and the project is right now? So I actually just purchased the truck um, last week. So it's actually going to be a trailer. So that's ready to go. I just have to um, install a fire suppression system in there get all my permits and licenses, and I'll be ready to go. So I have a um, business plan I had already mapped out. Um, with the help of school last semester, we had a, a business class that set us up with um, creating our own plans and everything. So I already had that. And then with Spark, too, that's really, like, um, giving me, like, a fire to pursue things more quickly than I thought I was going to be able to. Um, with the help of my mentors and my team, uh, I was able to purchase a truck and plan things out, and now I'm doing the pop-up this weekend. So just being in that program has really inspired me to, like, get the ball rolling and everything. So hopefully this spring, I'm, I'm looking at probably April, I'll be on the road. So you are way ahead. You are pretty much ready, ready to launch and ready to start operating. And you are doing all of this by yourself. I don't want to say that. Like, it's it's just my business, but um, I also have help from teachers at school and, of course, Spark and family members. So, you know, it's definitely not just me, but, um, you know, it was my idea, you know, but I have a lot of people that are that I can just bounce ideas off of or they can point me in the right direction for certain things or, you know, things like that. Have you had at some point, because it's, it's obvious and it shows that you have been supported, Mm -hmm. And that support is so important. Right. But at the same time, you know, there exists sometimes people that may be skeptical or just against anything that is positive for others. Right. I will never understand that from, yeah, from right, people. Right, right. Have you had any feedback or any input uh, about questioning if this is something you should do or trying to discourage you from doing it? Um, surprisingly not, but I'm sure there's people that I, that haven't said things to me. Um, I'm sure people are probably looking at me crazy, like, oh my God, she's really doing this. But as far as like my family goes and stuff, my family's always, especially my mom, um, has always just told me I can do anything I want to do. And, you know, so I've always just known that. So I've always just gone about things with that mentality always like, so I've never had a fear to go and do my own thing or anything like that. So I'm definitely lucky, um, with a family like that. And my teachers are all very encouraging and of course spark and everything. Sometimes um, my mentor team might tell me to like, okay, slow down, take a breather, take it easy. Because sometimes I have a million ideas and um, I just want to do a million things. But 
they kind of keep me grounded sometimes. But no one's really um, said anything discouraging. So, you know, that's always good. That is amazing because... If anything, that is what we need right now to have that spirit that you certainly have of taking the lead and being your own boss and having your own business and making your own ideas to, to become a reality. Right. And if on top of that, we add that you have support and encouragement and help to make this idea to actually happen, that sounds like a perfect formula for success. Right. Yeah, like, I know some people don't have um, that support from their family and stuff like that, telling them you can do whatever you want, you know. I know some people probably weren't raised that way, but, you know, I try to tell people, too, like, some kids that are in my class, you know, want to start food trucks and want to start restaurants and things like that, and I'm like, do it, just do it, you know, like, we all have the same training here, like, you just have to do it. You know, some people just are scared to take that step and are scared to not rely on a paycheck really but me personally I feel like it's just so much more rewarding to do your own thing and you know like I said I just try to encourage people join spark like check out that program if you need help or you want to tell me you know bounce ideas off of me let me know you know I try to encourage anyone I meet that even like says anything about possibly starting a business I'm like do it like I try to encourage people you know like just do it just don't be scared to do it During this process, have you found any challenges or obstacles or anything that made you feel like, this is not what I wanted? Yeah, um, not, not that I've reached a bunch of obstacles in every single way, and I'm sure there's many more to come. But I'm pursuing the food thing instead of another venture just because I'm passionate about this and I'm passionate about the product. So I think as long as you're passionate about what you're doing, no matter how hard it's going to get, like as long as you stay clear with your mission and your vision, you know, it really, nothing can really discourage you. You're listening Radio Plasma. And we want to listen to your feedback. Let us know your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, comments, requests, people or matters that you would like to hear about in this space. You can contact us on our website, radioplasma.com, and through our social media channels, Twitter, Radio Plasma Lab, and facebook.com slash radioplasma. So right now, Crepe Food Truck is about to be launched officially and to be available for the public. In the meantime, you are also doing some tests and for this same reason you are having an event happening during this weekend of February 23rd mm-hmm. at HCC Culinary Institute. Mm-hmm. So what exactly is going to happen? Yeah, so I'm doing like a pop-up restaurant experience for one night um, this Sunday, the 23rd. We're going to have two different seatings. We're going to have a seating at five o'clock and a seating at six o'clock and it's going to be right here on Ray Street here in Holyoke. Um, so the tickets are $30, and with that $30 ticket purchase, you get one appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. So I'm just testing out um, some menu items that will be on the truck. Um, some of the things I probably wouldn't do on the truck, um, they're more just like the ramen I'm doing. My truck won't really allow me to serve that normally, um, but I plan on doing more of these pop-ups so that you can get them you know, during the pop-up only. But all the other items are items that will be on the truck for sure. 
So I just want to test out um, certain items and make sure people like them, get feedback, and just give people a tasting of what's to come. You mentioned that you don't want to focus particularly in any type of cuisine. What are some of the choices already made about the menu and the different possibilities for people to enjoy? Yeah, so um, as I just mentioned, like the ramen. So I, I get a lot of inspiration from um, all over. You know, I like all different cuisines. But like uh, some of the appetizers, so we're going to have like tostones and we're going to have um, Mexican street corn nachos. So, you know, there's all different uh, cuisines, like I said, and uh, we're going to have tacos, churros. So I'm kind of using like that uh, Latin influence right now um, for this pop up. But on the truck, you can definitely you'll see some Asian influences and, you know, Middle Eastern influences sometimes. You know, I like to. I like to change up the menu, do different things. I don't want to have the same menu every single day, you know, um, but keep our staple items like the plantain fries, which people love, and uh, tacos everyone loves, you know. So, but, but yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a mix. <laughs> How can people get to know more about Crave and about your work and get more information about where and when you're going to be serving your food? Right, so definitely come check us out this Sunday at the Culinary Institute. But we're also on Facebook, um, Crave Food Truck, and we're also on Instagram, at Crave Food Truck 413. I'm looking right now at some of the images that you have on your Facebook page, the Crave Food Truck, and uh, this looks delicious. And, and yeah. also the colors are so vibrant. What is that we are looking at here? This looks so, like um, some toast. Yeah, that's toast with the roasted beet hummus and avocado and cilantro microgreens. Mm. So, like, my biggest thing when I make these dishes is just color and just um, freshness. So, you know, that's how I approach every single item that I, you know, do. Which also shows in the logo itself, while the background is black, but the color of the ingredients you have in there are like so bright and like an explosion of flavor is the way I perceive it visually. Yeah, right. But also I noticed something particular in terms of all of the ingredients presented in your logo are basically just vegetables. Mm -hmm. Is there any specific type of menu that is going to be just vegetarian or is a combination of multiple types of food? Yeah, so I, I like to consider the menu more plant forward. Um, mm. So there's definitely going to always be vegan and vegetarian options on the truck. It's not going to be all vegan and vegetarian, but I'm always going to have at least an option or two um, for anyone that wants, you know, a plant forward meal. So... I want to place emphasis more on, like, um, the vegetables instead of meats, really, um, mm -hmm. which is kind of different than, you know, especially, like, um, when you think of Puerto Rican food, you think of meat and lots of starches, and, you know, I want to kind of change that. And that in itself, I find it to be really fascinating because you are not only providing food and a variety of food, but also the opportunity to educate people about eating well, mm -hmm. about being more conscious about the ingredients being utilized in the food that people are, are consuming and to appreciate its value. Right. Yes. Like, like I said, in this area too, it's just such a food desert, you know, I mean, we have Hoyo Kamis, um on high street, 
that's doing, you know, some fresh food and uh, vegan and vegetarian options. But before, you know, it, it's really just them that people can that can get, you know, vegan, vegetarian food. Um, so we need another option in this area. And I learned a lot in culinary school. I learned a whole different type of cuisine. You know, we have we we're kind of like French trained in school, but we've been introduced to so many different type of ingredients that I had never seen or heard of before school, you know, like all different types of radishes and beets and, you know, all these different things. And they're really good, you know, like I was one of those kids growing up, like if it's green, I don't want it. I wouldn't eat like most of the only vegetable I would eat is like broccoli when I was growing up. And like now I mostly just eat vegetables and I could kind of care less about the meat. Um, But I still love meat, obviously, but you know, so I just want to show people that vegetables can taste good if they're done right. And, um, you know, just introduce people to different things that they might not see, especially in this area. You know, we have the farmer's market downtown once a week, um, once the season starts back up. But people just, some people might not even know how to prepare some of the vegetables that are at the farmer's market and things like that. So I also want to focus a lot of my time on, you know, educating um, people, too, about different things and, you know, not exactly sure how I'm going to go about it yet, but, you know, I definitely want to introduce, you know, kids and adolescents to different things that they don't, they're not used to. So definitely this sounds like a project that not only as a business model, but also as a, an element of education for the community. So you are not only setting an example as a young woman, as a young entrepreneur, but also as someone who is giving back to its community pretty much right away, mm-hmm. as soon as you're getting your education and your and the support to put your business running. Right. It's so exciting mm-hmm. and it really brings a lot of positive emotions to see you being in this point mm-hmm. where you are right now, but also to getting to listen to you, listen that you are so confident, so strong, and so proud of the work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's super important to me to give back as much as possible, you know. Um, I want to, you know, there's so many things I want to do, but I have to get to where I'm going first to be able to do that. But, you know, there's certain people that are I'm in Spark with, too, that I'd love to work with, that work with kids and stuff like that. And, you know, we've, we've been talking about possibly doing cooking classes and food safety classes and things like that. So, yeah, it's super important to give back as soon as you can or whenever you can. Any additional information you would like to provide, Nicole? I don't know. If you guys could just uh, give us a like or share on Facebook. Once again, the page is Crave Food Truck. And we're on Instagram, Crave Food Truck 4 and 3. And I hope to see you guys this Sunday at the pop-up. And with this, also, it's important to reiterate the importance of programs like Spark e for all which is one of these important tools that are supporting many uh, emerging entrepreneurs to be able to know how to start their business and do all possible ways to make it work and make it easy and to help it become successful. And at the same time, the Holic Community College, the Culinary Arts Institute, which is the place that Mm -hmm. is providing you with all the knowledge that you have, along with your energy, which is <laughs> instrumental in this whole idea and this whole project. And I hope that not only you become successful with this, but you can also inspire more young entrepreneurs to follow in your steps because 
seeing you right now where you are is living proof that it is possible if you put your energy and your dedication to it. Right. I know, I, like I said, any, any person that um, even tells me that they want to start a business or anything, I'm like, just do it, you know, because my biggest thing, too, is I want to show people that you can do it. Like I said, I dropped out of high school at 15, and um, I went back and got my business degree, and now I'm getting this uh, culinary degree. But, you know, some people, you know, they, school isn't for them, which it wasn't for me. At least high school wasn't. And they just take that, and they're like, okay, I'm going to go work a nine-to-five where I can and work up the ladder. And I just want to show people, like, no, you can do anything that you want to do. Find your passion. Find what drives you and just go for it, you know. And definitely, like you mentioned with Spark, I mean, that program has been so important for me in such a short amount of time. I just came to them with kind of an idea and thought it was so far down the line. I was like, maybe I'll get a truck in 2021, you know. And here I am, I got my truck now, and, you know, probably in two months I'll, I'll be out here in Holyoke, and they totally have helped me so much. And, of course, the school, too. Um, I didn't know how to even hold a knife before I started at school. So um, I've learned a lot from both of those programs. Well, Nicole, congratulations for this success so far. Thank you. In your personal and professional development and wishing you the best of successes as well with Crave as a food truck operating and providing the city of Holyoke with good options in food and for for your work as an entrepreneur which is so important to have more local businesses to be opening up in the city and also to talk about representation as mm -hmm. someone who represents the puerto rican community as well mm -hmm. so proud to see you yeah making, thank you. making this making it this far yeah thank you thank you so much so this is our conversation with nicole ortiz the mastermind behind crave food truck and all the information about the pop-up event happening on February 23rd and also of course the ways to connect with Crepe Food Truck is available in the posting of this session on our website radioplasma.com. With this we conclude this conversation that has been recorded in the teen room at the Holyoke Public Library in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Nicole, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Johan Rochivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>